Thanks for listening to today's message. We hope that it will encourage you and help you live out your faith in everyday life. Make sure to download our church app by typing Comox Pentecostal into Google Play or the App Store to enjoy more podcasts, Bible resources, giving options, and more. So how about we pray before I get into God's word here? Lord, I thank you that you are God, that you are awesome, that you are with us, that you're there to guide us. Lord, we pray that, uh, that you open our hearts for what you have for us today as we talk about a subject that is important to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. R&R. How many of you like R&R? Rest and relaxation. Come on. Do I hear amen? And some of you are thinking, why would this guy be talking about R&R when we're getting into the fall? It's the busy time. And some of you, it doesn't matter if it's fall or summer. You don't have kids at at home or whatever. That doesn't really apply. But yeah. So we like R&R, don't we? And what do you like to do for R&R? What do you like to do for rest and relaxation? We've got, we've got a lot of faces around here. We've got a, we're, we're, all, we're all made different. We're all created differently. Uh, some of us would, would uh, agree with one another on what we'd like to, uh, how we relax. So uh, three or four things, just belt it out. And then uh, for those online, I'll, uh, I'll let them know what you say. Three or four things, relax. Watching football, Watching football amen. Anybody else? What? Read. Okay, read. Baking. Okay. Okay, there's... What's that? Pizza. Pizza. All right, come on. We need to talk. All right. I've had a lot of pizza. I love pizza. I just made pizza the other night. See, I'm sure we'd have some mixed mixed reactions, right? Like baking. Actually, I don't mind baking. I was going to say I don't like that idea. Did you say that, Laura? Oh, you. Okay, nice. Um, Fishing. Some people would say fishing. Some people would say a resort in Cancun would be relaxing, right? Uh, Disneyland. Some of our uh, church friends just went to Disneyland. I would have to say that is the most unrelaxing thing ever. I've never walked so much in my life, right? We had a three-day pass, and we only made two because we were so tired, right, Kim? Uh, Tubing down the river. Some people would say that would be uh, relaxing. Sports, being with family or not being with family. Uh, Being with friends or not being with friends. Being alone may excite you. Uh, The older I get, uh, the more I've appreciated naps. Anybody with me? And I don't know, either I'm playing with my dog or something, I end up lying on the... Either I end up lying on the floor for some reason trying to get the ball from under the couch. I just end up falling asleep, and I don't know why. Um, and plus, we all desire to be like Jesus. Am I right? I want this shirt, by the way. Jesus took naps. Be like Jesus. Mark 4.38. You know, it's good to laugh in church, isn't it? Maybe you like camping. Maybe you like camping. Any campers out there? Yeah. Quite a few campers, and some of our, our, our church people are camping. Uh, that's where close to where, we, where, where Kim and I camped in, uh, it was the end of June or early July. We went to Kitty Coleman, and we hung out with the hookers there, Chad and Tanya. And uh, 
Wanted to, I want to clarify that. That would be awkward. You could probably tell I haven't been up here for a while, so I was like, oof. Yes, Chad and Tanya are blessed with the great last name. Mine's weirder, so. Um, now, my wife isn't a big fan of tenting, more glamping, the RV life. And, and camping takes a lot of work and planning, right? But I want you to think about this, about this question. What is the one thing that you have to have for camping? Okay, what else? What's the one thing that you have to bring? A good attitude. I like that one, yeah. Good, okay, good mattress. I had that a few times. A tent, okay. Shelter. Well, a few summers ago, my parents invited us for a week-long trip in their uh, motorhome where the main destinations they live in, uh, they lived in either Salmon Arm or Enderby at the time. And uh, the main destinations would be Callaway Park and Drumheller. And all six of us went in this older motorhome uh, where my dad didn't want to go over 80 kilometers to help with the gas mileage. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, it was quite interesting. It took forever. And here we go like a National Lampoon's vacation. The Finstads, or some would say the Funstads, um, would, would get in this motorhome together and, and embark in a wild vacation together. Now, some of you think, hey, you're going with in-laws. That would be not a good thing. I'm glad my, my wife likes my family. My family is very unique, and my family will be watching this. Um, and here we are. We're having lunch by the river in Golden with the white water. It's beautiful there. If you ever get a chance, make sure you stop and have lunch by the river. Uh, you know, we're heading up the Rocky Mountains. We saw grizzly bears, which is really awesome. And so they have these big wildlife fences. And, and uh, here, we, here we see these bears. We see a, 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 tourist, uh, a, a tour bus uh, stop. And all of a sudden, like we, we stopped over to the side. And all of a sudden, everybody on the tour bus went to go get a closer look at the grizzly bears. That's a cra- crazy. So what do I do? We're, we're saying, I can't believe they would let them do that. So I thought, you know what? I can run faster than all of them. So I'm going to join them. And so I made sure I was, I was, you know, I was closer uh, to the RV, got a closer look. You know, everybody's taking selfies with the grizzly bears and stuff like that. Um, nobody got killed. Um, it, it started to be a pretty good trip, and we couldn't, yeah, we couldn't be- believe the tour bus guide would, would allow that, but they did. Uh, Drumheller was cool, seeing God's creation, running through the hoodoos was my favorite part. Um, running around with my kids, they were a little bit younger then. And then on our way back, after we, we left Calgary, uh, that's where I wrecked the holiday. I wrecked the holiday. We were getting ready for breakfast and, uh, and uh, in an RV, everything has its place, right? So we're getting ready for breakfast. You know, my dad was cooking probably like bacon and eggs or something. My job was to get the coffee pot. And the coffee pot was up high, so I went to go get the coffee pot, and all of a sudden, it was like a slow-motion movie. It, I picked it up, and it slid right out of my hands. And there it goes. It's spiraling down. And what happened? Smash. 
We, you never realize how much things are important until you break them. I realized very quick the importance of coffee for the four adults that go on a camping trip. I'm pretty sure from that moment on, my brother is uh, the favorite child or favorite uh, son of my uh, parents. Instantly, everybody becomes grumpy. And things weren't as fun. And there's my wife, every time nobody's looking, uh, my wife's like smirking at me and kind of laughing in her kind of way. Um, I mess things up. Why do these things happen to me? Like I'm the guy that walks into uh, shoe boxes at, at sport check and all these other like nice displays. And you know, today we are starting a new series based around renewal. So let's look at, at definitions about the, uh, with the word renewal. Number one, the action of extending the period of validity of a license, subscription, or contract. How many of you have ever received a a letter uh, from ICBC saying, hey, your insurance is going to expire? Who's ever got those? Well, it's a really good thing that you take that letter and you go to the insurance office and pay your insurance. Am I right? I remember my buddy, he's, he's like RCMP. One of his games that he liked to play, or he's just a, a detailed guy, he would like to see all the, all the cars and see um, who's, uh, who's not insured. And I remember, uh, I remember uh, him talking to us, um, saying, hey, did you guys forget to put your stickers on your car or, or your license, license plate? Uh, because it's like four months overdue. And we had just got back from like Washington and Oregon without insurance. Oh, we felt like a heel. It was not good. It's good to, it's good to renew, uh, renew those things. The, re, uh, the second one is the replacing or repair of something that is worn out, run down, or broken. My parents needed a new camping coffee pot. Yeah, stainless steel. That's their fault they didn't have a stainless steel one. That's right. But this definition is one that actually directly speaks to my soul over the last while. I felt, I was there, I felt like a broken coffee pot. And I'll be talking about my journey throughout this message. Uh, The third one is among charismatic Christians, they're thinking about us. The state or process of being made spiritually new in the Holy Spirit. Who likes that one? Yeah, that one sounds good, doesn't it? The second and third definitions resonate with my soul journey over the last while, where I have actually been going through a renewal in my soul. Some of you may relate I don't know how, how many of you have ever gone through a, a renewal of something, how your soul is just not at a good, uh, not at a good point. And the, and the process that I found myself, which, which I am still going through, is hard, challenging, exhausting, discouraging, rewarding, hopeful, not hopeful, all at the same time. It's all the emotions And this morning, I want to talk to you about something that has helped me greatly throughout my journey, and that is rest. 
I don't know, I've been around, I've been around church, I pastored for you know, quite, quite a few years, and you don't hear too many con- uh, uh, sermons about rest. Am I right? Rest is a form of renewal. It is to have peace, ease, refreshment. Relax is defined as being loose or less firm. R and R. To have a milder manner. Relax is not a word that you would say to your wife. (laughs) I've tried it. I just about died. (laughs) There is a great importance for us to have rest. It's actually biblical. So where is it first mentioned? In the creation story. Genesis 2, if you could turn your Bibles. Turn to your Bibles. Genesis 2, 1 to 2 says, So the creation of the earth and the heavens and everything in them was completed. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he what? He rested. Now he didn't do this because he needed rest. He, he, he didn't do this because he needed the rest physically, but to help set the standard for mankind to follow. This was important to him to show that rest was important to us. Even the Ten Commandments made Sabbath a part in fulfilling the law. And what happens if you didn't do it? You'd be put to death. I'm thankful for Jesus today, aren't you? So thankful things are different. A lot of times people say rest is an excuse to be lazy, but how about we look at it in another way? And if there's one thing I want you guys to remember about my message is that rest is a form of trust. Rest is a form of trust. Write it down. Rest is a form of trust. Work hard, rest hard. God desires us to rest because it doesn't come naturally to us. There will always be things to do, but when we, are re- when we rest, we are trusting God to take care of the things that are out of our control. Rest is a form of trust. Do you guys, uh, there's a well-known story about Jesus going to Mary and Martha's house, right? Mary and Martha's house. And here's Martha, she's this, you know, this lady that likes having everything in its place, clean, uh, wants, wants everything to be perfect, kind of like my wife when we have people over, right? And here's Mary, you know, she's the extrovert, she wants to get to know Jesus, and, and Martha is ticked because here's, here's Mary at the feet of Jesus, soaking everything in that Jesus is saying. And Martha is so ticked. She rats, she rats her sister out to Jesus, saying, she's doing nothing. She's not even helping. Jesus, can you, like, like do something about it. And what does Jesus say, which is gold? He said, Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen what is better. She was spending time with Jesus, not worrying about everything else. Jesus didn't go there for a good meal and a clean house. He came there 
to, to encounter, the, be with these two ladies who needed him. Mary was resting with Jesus. This is gold here for us believers that our ultimate rest here is found in Jesus. Our ultimate rest is found in Jesus. He invites all who are weary and burdened to come to him and he wants us to cast all our anxieties on him because why? 1 Peter 5, 7, why? Because he cares for us. He cares for the things that are heavy on our heart. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. How many of you are weary and burdened today? How many are weary and burdened today? Jesus saying, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What are some of the words in this scripture that speak to your heart today? Think about this. What are some of the words that speak to your heart today? We learn a lot about Jesus' character, don't we, through, through this scripture. He's humble in heart. He will give you rest. He cares for the weary and burdened. His yoke is easy. Now, he's not talking about eggs, am I right? You guys all know that? A yoke is a heavy wooden harness that fits over an oxen or an ox. It's attached to a piece of equipment that the oxen are to pull. We see the, the picture there. See, we as humans, we carry heavy burdens around us. And I, I, I was carrying these heavy burdens, these heavy thoughts, these, this heaviness for a long time. See, we carry the things, we carry sin, we carry demands and expectations. We carry all the insults that have been spoken over us. We carry persecution. We, we, we carry the, the weariness of life, of everyday life. But Jesus frees people of all these burdens. The rest that Jesus promises is love, is healing, and is peace with him. We all desire peace, don't we? When life is at peace, things are good, am I right? When things are at peace at, at home, it's good. Shalom, it's good. A, real, a relationship with Jesus changes meaningless, wearisome toil into spiritual productivity and purpose. You may ask, how is Jesus' yoke easy? What does, what does Jesus' yoke emphasize? It emphasizes our daily challenges, things that come our way. All the responsibility and challenges weigh us down, even the pressures of us being good Christians and followers of Jesus. I don't know about you, when I mess up, I, I, feel, I feel pretty down. I say, man, I'm a, I'm a pastor too. Why am I making mistakes? 
Why can't I give all my, all my concerns and all my anxieties to God, even though I've told people that that's what to do? I felt down and, incur- and discouraged about that. Those things were too much on me. But guess what? Jesus doesn't offer a luxurious life of no pain and sorrow for those who believe in Jesus. He's saying, I will be with you. Cast your burdens on me, not because he has to, because he actually cares for you. He's saying, I will be with you. Cast your burdens on me. But we have to remember, the yoke is still a tool to do hard work. We still have to do hard work. What's great about his yoke is that it's a shared yoke with the weight falling on the bigger shoulders than yours. Jesus' shoulders. Jesus, who has more pulling power in there on the front lines, helping us power through what life has for you down the road. And suddenly, we have Jesus partnering with us to help guide us and lead us through all the muck, the garbage, that we face daily. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Carrying our worries, stress, and daily struggles by yourself shows that you haven't haven't trusted Jesus with your life. I'm there. I've been there. It takes humility to recognize that Jesus is compassionate and he cares for you. We've got this term that that we use around here and we use it quite often that Jesus is magnificent. Jesus is magnificent in so many ways. We have a God who cares for us and loves us. He's not there saying, you messed up. Saying, come to me. I love this story. Like a few weeks ago, I wrote, um, I wrote uh, Dearly Beloved. Dearly Beloved's our, our, uh, our Friday e-bulletin that we, that we give out. I don't know if you guys uh, uh, receive it. You can contact the office. If you don't, and if you get it and don't read it, shame on you, all right? Um, by the way, it's one of the top um, Pentecostal blogs in, in the world. Canada. Canada. In the world. In the world. I think uh, Pastor Mike's a big reason for that, but um, read it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I talked about this encounter that Jesus had um, with, with a man at the pool of Bethesda. All right? It's this great story. Here's a man who was, who was crippled. He couldn't move. He was at this pool for 38 years waiting to be healed not knowing who this man was who came up to him, who was Jesus, Jesus said, asked him a question. He said, do you want to be healed? What does he say? He starts coming up with excuses. Well, I've been here for 38 years. I, 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 can't, get, I can't get in the pool. Like, like there's nobody to, to take me there. Like, not realizing that, that he actually had access to the one who gives life the one that could heal him. 
Friends, we have access to Jesus as well. What does Jesus say? Pick up your mat and walk. It's a great story. I encourage you to read it today. I left out a few things. But I think we have to ask that question. Do you want to be well today? Do you want to be well? I think a lot of times I would have said, you know, throughout my journey, I would have said yes. But there's, I would have came up with some excuses along the way. I would have said, well, that means I'd have to do this, this and that. It wouldn't be very pretty. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, uh, great. I'd have, to, I'd have to do some pretty hard stuff. It is only in him we can find complete rest from all our cares and anxieties, from all that, those things that fill us with sorrow and, and uh, frustrations and bitterness. Aren't you happy today that Jesus is our rest, that in him we can find rest? I'm not just making this up that rest is important and that trusting God is an easy thing. For many of us, like myself, it has to be a daily choice. I try to start my day in the morning. It helps having a dog that I go for walks with, that I'm able to just have, have a time, I even did this morning, to clear my head and just say, God, you're with me. God, please be with me. Help me to make good choices today. Help me to count on you. Help me to trust you. Help me as I share and speak God's word this morning. Help me when I go to work. Over the last few years, I've struggled in my soul due to a period of time in my life of toxicity. There were traumas, hurts, resentments, unforgiveness, and a complete lack of joy in my soul that I was hiding, and I was hiding well. See, I tried to work harder and fill my life with things to try and forget what my soul was feeling. Maybe I can fill my schedule with, with wins and victories so I would enjoy life better, that I would enjoy work better. I could be around people more to help forget the loneliness that I was feeling. But resentment and sadness and discouragement got to a point where I actually couldn't move forward. I needed to take that step back to recalibrate, to discover and find renewal in my relationship with Jesus, with my first love and and find rest in his presence and let him care for me in all my ugliness. Because that's what I was feeling inside. I, I I hope my story can encourage your heart today. I knew before spring break in March that I needed a change or, or it would break me. I was thankful for Mike, for Pastor Mike, uh, for, for being a major support. Um, I remember talking to him before spring break saying, I think I, need to, I, I think I need to take a break. And those are hard things to say to a boss, am I right? Because you don't know what they're going to say. Um, I, I knew what he would say, though. Deciding to take a three-month leave of absence was actually the best decision that I could possibly have made. You know, thanks to my family, my doctor, 
and, and counselor. And it was tough not being around people because I, I like being around people. I like being around people. Being around people is what energizes me. I didn't answer uh, that for myself, but I like being around people. Uh, It was tough not being around people all the time, but I needed rest for my soul. I needed restoration. I needed renewal. I'm so thankful for those who reached out to me, and you guys know who you are. I, uh, I built some good friendships that I never had before, uh, before I went on my break, thanks to guys like Daryl. And I remember driving down Guthrie Road at a low moment, feeling like just a complete failure and embarrassed. And, and I remember uh, as I was driving, God spoke to my heart and he said, you know, normally you'd be the one that reaches out to, to those people, to people like yourself. but let others reach out to you and minister to your heart. That's what God was saying to me, that I needed people in my life. Because my soul needed renewal, my soul needed to be restored, and nobody does it better than Jesus. And I was finding rest in him. Psalm 23 paints this beautiful picture if you guys can follow me, or follow with me. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Just about done. Psalm 23 paints this beautiful picture. It is the only scripture that, that contains restores, to, restores my soul. He restores my soul to my knowledge. Let's read it. It's very well known. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters, quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Green pastures. That we are the sheep of his green pastures. Not pastors. There's quiet waters, paths of righteousness. In Psalm 103, it says, He made us, we are His, we are His people, the sheep of His pasture. To be restored is to repair, to renovate, or return to a former condition. My soul felt like it was a broken coffee pot. I was broken, I needed restoration, I needed rest, I needed help, I needed renewal. And because God created me, he's the only one who knows what it would take for me to be restored. Am I fully restored? No, it's a journey. 
you know, I'm thankful for being able to step away from mid-March to mid-July to take time of rest, to take a time of healing, to being with family, walks with my dog, times to reevaluate things, time to process, times to have hard discussions that weren't always fun. I remember I, I lived by the I lived by uh, Gillardy School, and I was I was walking by Gillardy uh, in in March, and I was really missing hanging out with kids because that's my heart, love coaching, all that stuff. And I was like, man, I think I want to go like ask if I could go volunteer there. <laughs> I want to go like help out at the school, and this was you know beginning kind of stages, and and uh, and God just said, you need to rest, you need to take it easy. Sometimes it's good to take rest from our busy schedules. There's three things that help my soul to restore other than rest and other than family. His word, his word encourages us to guide us through life, to nourish our hearts. Have you ever had an issue in life where there's nothing in the Bible that can, that can apply what's going on to what's happening in your soul? prayer. It's a time to give Jesus all our anxieties because he cares for you and he cares for me and this was a time that I did daily. I would say whatever is on my mind and whatever is on my heart and I try not to sugarcoat things. God, God can handle you not sugarcoating things. And one thing I'm very thankful for is others. Others is the third one. I'm so thankful for the Mikes, the Kevins, the Dugs, the Daryls, the Nathans, the Claires, the Carolees, the Gregs, the Sandys, and the, and the list goes on. Who went out of their way multiple times to reach out. You know, it's important for us to have a church that we feel part of a family, to worship together, to build high quality DNA relationships friendships and not not take everything in learn all this stuff and not do anything with it but but be a part of a community where where we can we can make a difference outside these church walls uh, during my break I had opportunities to talk about mental health and all those things with with my old neighbor from Courtney you know people that don't come to church I love that there, I had other opportunities uh, to meet with people. See, I believe wholeheartedly that my story will be shared to many that come into my path. And I hope that I can encourage you and others the importance of seeking renewal in your soul. Even over the next four weeks or five weeks of this series, just to open up your heart and just say, God, what, how do you want me to speak? How, or how, what, what, do you, what do you want to speak to my soul about? See, discouragement, times of trouble are inevitable. And we can read through uh, Bible stories and examples of Bible heroes who face similar situations. These examples can help us today. And Psalms is a great example of that, isn't it? David wrote so much during the dark days of his life. But David also experienced the joy of a soul that was restored by God.
He restores my soul. He leads me beside still waters and takes me to green pastures. This morning, are you weary? Are your burdens heavy? How is your soul this morning? Are you in a spot in life where things are crumbling around you? Maybe your anxieties are so high, I've been there. I'm glad we have a privilege here in Canada to have to meet with highly trained counselors and doctors to help us as well. Sometimes we can't do it on our own. Sometimes we need extra. This morning, do you need your soul to be restored? Maybe you need to take a break from the business of life. And today, why don't you let that be a start? Pastor Wink. To conclude our service today, we're going to celebrate the work of the Lord. You know, in the book of Hebrews, there's a beautiful line. It's kind of ironic. It says in the New King James, to labor to enter into God's rest. If there is something to work at, it's to receive his rest and his work. When we go to the table of the Lord, there's nothing we can bring or do that accomplishes healing, help, renewal, salvation for ourselves. When we come to the table of the Lord, we're empty, we're broken, and we're receptive. That you will come forward as we conclude today. Let's put our hands over our hearts. Father, we thank you for your good work in our lives. We welcome the ongoing work of your spirit. Jesus, we acknowledge why you came and we acknowledge we're the broken ones who are in line for healing and help, restoration and renewal. Father, do that work deeply in us, we pray. Now as we go into your world on your mission, we acknowledge the need in our community is so vast for renewal. We could never bring it on our own. We need you. We need the work of your spirit in us. We need one another. Would you send us now in the joy and strength of your spirit as we go together in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Thanks again for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged you as you live out your faith in everyday life. Make sure to download our church app by typing Comox Pentecostal into Google Play or the App Store to enjoy more podcasts, Bible resources, giving options, and more.